Hey folks, and welcome to this joint episode of PodCraft and The Agile Speaker. As I mentioned on the last episode, we are doing a co-hosted effort today between myself and Marianne Johnson. Uh, So it depends whether you're listening on PodCraft or you're listening on uh, on The Agile Speaker. Um, But we're going into how to run good online meetings, good online calls, um, and everything involved in that, because we're all doing a lot more of them these days, aren't we, Marianne? <laughs> we absolutely, we really are. And uh, it seems to be, it's the, it's become the norm. So yeah, really important to be discussing this just now and to be helping, helping all the listeners with how they prepare for them. Indeed, indeed. So yeah, the previous episode, the first of this season, this very short season, just three episodes this time around, we did logistics. So if you haven't sorted out what software you're using, how you use that software, what gear you use, your microphone and your headset, and also just a few tips on how to set that all up, how to check the settings beforehand, then do pop back, listen to episode one of this season. But this time around, as you said there, Marianne, we're going to be going into how to prepare for this call. Um, so what do we start thinking about straight away? When, when you're getting prepared for these calls, what do, you, what do you make a plan around in the first place? Well, I think one of the, the key things to think about here is it's, it's quite an intense thing, video calling, isn't it? Whether it's one-to-one or, or, or handling a group call. And I think it's important to set a time limit for yourself. Try and keep the meeting as short as you can. Uh, you know, if we were having face-to-face meetings, majority of us probably work on either 30 minutes or an hour so i think again to to keep that in mind um you know video calling can be quite draining and i've heard i've spoken to a lot of clients who are doing this a lot throughout their working days and do find it quite draining so keeping it short planning so that you can keep it short be concise and make sure that you get good follow up at the end is really important yeah, yeah. I have to admit, I find it. Yeah, I find them. I don't know why, but they're they're they feel more tiring than a face to face meeting to me. I'm not sure why that is. I think it's because you're focused on the screen. Really? Yeah, I think it's because in a in a room when you're face to face with people, there is so much that we all bounce off each other in terms of behaviour, yeah. body language, movement, and also when we are face to face, we all have a hundred and eighty degree peripheral vision. So as you are talking across the meeting room table to an individual, you'll also be able to see the table, your notepad, maybe a screen on the wall, what's out the window, you know, the the plant in the corner, your cup of coffee. You see all of these different things which dilute what you're taking in in terms of the person you're talking to. Whereas when you're talking to a screen, it's really focused and everything yeah, yeah. is far more exaggerated. And I think that is part of what's draining. Quite intense, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. And I think also, as we talked about in the previous episode about logistics, there's definitely a bit more stress or tension around everything working, you know, mm, the technical yeah, side yeah. actually working. And <laughs> that can cause a bit of an adrenaline surge and if that's just even ticking along through you a little bit during the call that wears you out yeah 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 and if there are any of those technical issues we talked about about last time like somebody is speaking into their their laptop headset uh, laptop mic and it's just not that good quality and you're you're listening to this kind of grating 
low quality voice that I suppose that gets to you as well doesn't it over certainly 30 minutes or an hour yeah exactly exactly so I think that to to make to to help the meeting to run on time and Mm -hmm. to make sure that you cover what needs to be covered Mm -hmm. you you need to prepare um, really good notes some prompts Mm -hmm. um, just to help to remind you of what needs to be covered so that you can make sure you cover off all those points. I'm not so much talking about an agenda so much, but mm-hmm. the actual ideas, the key messages that you want to cover and mm-hmm. any questions that you want to ask people about. And I think if you're hosting the call, it's really useful right at the start to set out a clear purpose of what mm-hmm. the call what the call is about and involve any housekeeping that you might need to cover as well, which is the the boring but important stuff. You know, if you've got a group of people in front of you, it might be simply saying that for a period of the call, while one person is presenting their their views or a presentation, that everybody needs to be muted. They need to mute their mics. You know, there there might be little, there's little technical things that need to be talked about so that everybody on the call gets that and understands what they need to do. And also I think in that housekeeping bit, it's useful to flag up if there, if you anticipate any interruptions, you know, for example, if your broadband's been a bit, a bit flaky that day, or (laughs) if, you know, homeschooling, maybe the kids might potentially run past behind you, or there might be some noise or a dog barking or something like that. And it's useful maybe just to flag that up so that people expect that that might happen. Um, yeah, and also yeah. to flag up, you know, if there are other people in the meeting, who else is involved, what their roles might be. And that will bring everybody mm. together so that they feel they can take part easily. Yeah. I mean, it, this all sounds quite familiar in terms of how to run a good meeting full stop. Is that the case? Is it just, is it is it not treating it again that differently from a an in-person meeting and just making sure you're going through all the same preparation principles to make yeah. sure it runs well. Yeah, yeah essentially it, it takes the same sort of preparation. Exactly. It's, it's thinking about the group, the audience, um, but it's just, I think there are just a few things to do with video conferencing, like, as I said, the, the muting of the mics or the yeah, interruptions yeah. that are slightly different to what we're all used to at the moment. Right, so I think okay. those yeah. are good things just to have in your notebook to always think about and remember to to mention. Yeah. The one thing that I was thinking about was, and, and this is a principle for good face-to-face meetings as well, but you, people don't tend to do it because it's awkward, is to make sure that if you've got a one-hour meeting, if somebody's only needed for 15 minutes, if somebody's only needed for five minutes, that they're allowed to come in just for that five minutes and then leave again. Um, and like I said, people don't tend to do that in face-to-face as much because it's disruptive having folk coming in and out all the time. But do you think that's something that's more practical, more useful in online meetings? I think it is, particularly because of the circumstances we're in. I think that everybody needs some flexibility. And mm, for yeah. you know, a huge number of people who have got kids at home, they are needing to plan out their days and 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 be able to you know they every minute every hour that they have of trying to work whilst also potentially homeschool kids at the same time is is absolutely yeah, critical yeah. so i think yeah i think if you've 
if there is someone that only needs to be there for 10, 15 minutes to do their bit, because then they've got a window of time to get on with something else and be productive with that amount of time, then I think that's definitely room for doing that. I can imagine this whole situation propagating or encouraging better meeting practices like this, like setting out decent schedules. Like here's what the first 10 minutes is going to cover. Here's what the next five minutes is going to cover. Here's what the next three minutes is going to cover. And actually encouraging people to stick to it because somebody's going to turn up at, at 20 past and have their part. It's, are you seeing that at all? Or I wonder, I wonder if that's something that will come out more. I think there's definitely potential that that will happen. And actually, we've talked about in the previous episode around how um, the likes of Zoom, you've only got a 40, 45 minute window for the the free free version. version. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I've definitely had some meetings where you you see the 10 minute um, flag coming up saying you've got 10 minutes left. And you have to very quickly go, right, this is what needs to be covered in that 10 minutes. Um, And then even the last minute you are, you're wrapping up, you make sure that that you get that done and dusted within the right time. So I think we're all going to become extremely concise (laughs) in the Mm, way that we communicate because, you know, better time management and that's where the planning comes into it because there's no room for, you know, a lot of the, the, the chat that, we used to have yeah. when you would be turning up and having face-to-face meetings, you know, it yeah. is far more yeah. concise, get to the point, crack on with action points. And and I have a feeling that that's another part of it, that things will get actioned probably yeah. a lot quicker yeah. because it has to happen on that call before it gets yeah. cut off. Yeah, totally. And I remember reading a principle a long time back where the standard, you know, meeting length is ended up being an hour simply for an arbitrary reason that that's kind of what diaries used to be split up into because <laughs> it was an easy thing. You write a one, a two, a three, a four, um, whereas it's quite awkward to write, you know, 105 to 115, 115 to 125. Whereas, you know, you can you can say I, with with our podcast calls, for example, we tend to book them either in um, 15, 20 or 30 minutes. And I tend to find we cover just as much in a 20 minute meeting because, you know, that's the time you have as you would in a 30 you tend to pad just to fit that time so yeah it's definitely a good principle i think to to set short meetings and just you know see really if you've not finished by the end of that obviously you can continue longer but often you'll do it because you know that's the end point yeah absolutely absolutely (laughs) what about things like um, you know, screen sharing with slides. You know, that's the the, the sort of staple of the in person meeting as well. Somebody comes in with their slide deck and does a presentation. Or is that still as practical with online meetings? Are people still doing that as much? Do you think? Yes, I think slides are um, absolutely been being used as much. And I actually, I I I, I sort of I just kind of love the fact that with using slides and sharing your screen with your listeners now takes, it it allows you to be even more able to control people's attention with your slides because there is nothing else that they are being distracted by, hopefully Mm -hmm. at that moment on that call, because they're looking at their screen and they're listening to you. So, you know, I talked about a few minutes ago about when you're sitting in a room and there are lots of other things around you that you might be distracted by or other people. If you're on a call and you're watching this presentation going on, then you've got everybody's full attention and you're able to really 
control people's attention and lead them through your slide deck really carefully. So it's a really good um, opportunity to really hone and craft your skills with using your slides and making sure that that they are clean and crisp and easy for people to digest and that you think through how you present them. So rather than the the common technique of click, then speak, it's thinking about speak, then click. So introducing the slide, what's coming up on it, what you want them to see and focus them and then bring it up. And you could really control that. And if and this is something we talked about in season one of the Agile Speaker in episode four, for more information, the the same rules are really very much apply. That you can, you know, make sure that your your slides are clean, that you lead your presentation, you control their attention, and when you don't want to share them anymore, you just don't share your screen anymore and it comes back to being you. So you can really make sure that you're leading it as much as you like. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's actually some real advantages to it as well in terms of screen sharing is something that you wouldn't tend to do in a meeting. So showing people a bit of software or demonstrating something, it's it's not something that's done that often in, in face-to-face, but it's really easy, really effective on Zoom. And Zoom also has its whiteboard feature as well. So you can actually get on there and you can draw something, you can draw some diagrams. And obviously you can do that in a face-to-face meeting with a real whiteboard as well. But there's there's a collaborative aspect to it as well, whereby the whole room can really easily get involved and start drawing on this whiteboard and showing some ideas and, you know, doing the kind of collaborative ideas, like, you know, getting post-it notes and putting them up on the wall or whatever. You can do a lot of those kind of approaches online and there's a yeah. lot of tools around for that type of thing, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think that you can get this real great focus between the group, the people who are in the meeting and you can really, yeah, I think there's a huge, there's great potential to be able to get good control over what's going on and for it to be much more concise, much more time efficient for everybody involved, which is great. It's really great. Yeah, great stuff. I think that covers it. Anything else you wanted to to go through, Marianne? No, I think that's it. I think it's, you know, make sure you are prepared before the call. Make sure you treat it like you would treat a meeting. Um, you know, make sure that you've you've spent time beforehand thinking about what you need to cover with those listeners and that you note it down mm-hmm. on your notepad. And again, yeah, when you're sitting on a call, you can have anything you like sitting in front of you. You know, yeah. there's no need to feel <laughs> any sort of sense about whether you should or shouldn't have notes in front of you it's you can have as much as you like there um because no one can see what's there so they don't know what you're planning to say or not say you can be fully prepped for everything and therefore be able to be agile throughout the call and react and respond as you need to totally the prep's easy isn't it yep excellent thank you love it All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, You can find both of us at our normal places. If you're listening to PodCraft, you can go over to thepodcasthost.com forward slash podcraft. And if you want to find Marianne's show, she's over at uh, mariannejohnson.co.uk, aren't they, Marianne? Yes. Thank you very much. And the podcast can be found if you search for the Agile Speaker in all your usual podcasting places. Excellent. Okay. Thanks very much for listening. And we'll see you on the next episode.